Being able to defend the truth of the Christian faith can't be overestimated. And if it's important for adults to be able to defend the faith in today's postmodern society, it's arguably even more important for it to be a skill that our kids possess. And if our kids come to a more sure and intimate relationship with Christ through all of this, well, then we'll likely find that our kids' behaviors will be more in line with the mind and character of Christ as well. We began this conversation in an earlier program we aired on raising godly kids with the knowledge and courage to defend their convictions, a recipe for an emotionally healthy offspring. Today, we continue the conversation on License to Parent. Well, welcome once again to License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, which is a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host on License to Parent is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. And Trace, a while back we had a discussion with a guy named Dave Glander about Christian apologetics and its importance in today's child-rearing paradigm. Defending the faith is certainly a subject that's often discussed on this program. And uh, today we have dragged Dave kicking and screaming back into the <laughs> studio with us to to follow up on a program that we began a couple of months ago, actually. We're having him uh, back because this is a subject that you really and truly believe is key not only to thwarting the mass exodus of young people that we're seeing in the church today, uh, but to building, rebuilding, and holding families together, particularly the parent-child relationship. And I'm not exaggerating here, am I? No, you're not. Uh, and like I mentioned last time, uh, Shepherd's Hill Academy is a, is a proving ground for my position on this. Uh, I see kids come to their own conclusions on God, the gospel, and the Bible all the time. And not because it's jammed down their throats, because it's not. Again, we'd ne- we would never do that here. Uh, in fact, some of the rebellion that kids have exercised against their parents, God and the Bible, uh, is because they feel it was forced down their throats, mm. uh, whether that's actually true or not. Uh, but we do give them answers to the questions and objections uh, that they come to Shepherd's Hill with. Uh, most kids at Shepherd's Hill come from homes where the Christian faith is at least nominally accepted and applied by their parents. But, you know, not all, but most. The problem is that today's kids uh, perceive an entire nation, an uh, entire world, living by a totally different moral code. So their rationalization is, how can their parents be right when the whole world is perceived to be you know, offering the freedom to live lives that bring self-gratification at every turn? And I think this is a, a, an understandable perception yeah. uh, on their part. Uh, you know, what feels good, do it. Why not do it uh, if, if Scripture isn't what it claims to be? But the advantage we, we would have as Christians is that the truth is on our side. And it can be backed up historically, philosophically, logically, archaeologically, and in the vast majority of cases, scientifically, not to mention, of course, biblically. But even more importantly, the kids here at Shepherd's Hill actually experience the kingdom being lived out in front of them. Mm. And exactly what is the kingdom I'm talking about? Uh, am I talking about a literal uh, heaven on earth? Well, not exactly, but I am referring to uh, the righteousness, the peace, and the joy in the Holy Spirit that the Apostle Paul in Romans fourteen seventeen describes as an atmosphere, a mindset, or an experience that uh, we can all have, uh, even this side of eternity, if we'll just walk with Christ and surrender our will to him. And then there's the fact that the internet has changed the game field. Uh, today, kids are getting bombarded with objections to the faith that only seasoned theologians had to feel before. Consequently, our kids are left to feel like fools because they don't have any answers to these seemingly valid objections to Christianity and the Bible. And no kid wants to look foolish, especially today. 
uh, you know, when social media has provided a stage for the masses to look at them and judge them. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to following up uh, our discussion with Dave. As am I. And it's an interesting point you you just made that I wanted to follow up on about how we Christians have you know, all of a sudden, it's it is a challenge for us that we've had it easy for so long. And I know a lot of a lot of uh, Christian parents, in particular, have been uh, you know sweating it out over what's happening in America and the, the shape of our country. We're falling away from God. Mm-hmm. Just as a thought, Christians are often on their knees the most when they are under persecution and under. Uh, challenges that 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 come against their faith. So, as believers, we certainly want to pray that our nation mm-hmm. return to Christ. But at the same time, we need to be praying for revival in our country yeah. and praying that we will yeah. be strong and persevere and seek out the God we serve, mm-hmm. rather than going, "Oh, where do I hide?" <laughs> and, and history has proved you to be true. Yeah, you know, and and it's, it's always young people that usually uh, kickstart the revivals. Right, they've, they've had enough. And I'm seeing that. Well, we in just this had Gen that walkout yesterday, and yeah, I, I saw a yeah. uh, post by by one of the people. You well, know. welcome to the program, Dave. Oh, thank you. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me on here. Thanks oh, for having me on here. I was here. about to say the voice you're hearing is Dave Glander, uh, a former devout atheist prior to a radical encounter with Christ, now a deeply committed believer and a friend of the ministries. Uh, Dave, by the way, uh, in in way of reviewing the introduction we gave him last time, is founder of the apologetics-based Truth Ministries and of Tied to Christ, both of which are headquartered in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Dave is also co-pastor of The Way in Houston, Georgia, and co-founder of an apologetics-based youth summer camp called Equip Retreat. And by the way, Equip 2018 is coming up in June, so we'll give you information about that at the end. And uh, Dave lives in the metro Atlanta area with his wife, Stephanie, and their son, Mark. And who knows anybody else who may have walked in. He's, he's a very welcoming sort of guy. Dave, Dave glad hey, to have you. Welcome back. Follow up on what you were saying. Well, we're watching these kids uh, take part in these walkouts. And um, I, I saw on Facebook where there was a mother who said, uh, "It was you know how people put the conversations between them and their son. You know, I said this and he said this. Mm-hmm. And then the kid said, Mom, can I go out and do the walkout? And she said, well, what are you walking out for? And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to walk out because that's how radical change happens. That's how that's how things start to take motion. And she goes, I am all for that. That's happened so many times, the civil rights movement and all that stuff. So what are you walking out for? And he said, we're walking out for gun control. And she said, well, what do you mean by that? And he goes, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, well, who should make the gun laws? And he had no idea. And right. well, who should do? And the kid had no idea. And she goes, well, then no. And I'm not going to give you my parental permission to take part her. in something that you have. That you're, she said, what did she say? She said, I'm not going to support ignorant walkout. There you go. And that, well, that should be the case for all of us. That should be the model a parent should use for stuff like that. And I just find it interesting that we're taking uh, our cues from you know, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. Very few really know what they're there for. Yeah. The ones that do were coached by adults who have an agenda. Yeah. And uh, I don't think a lot of people take these things well, into there's, account. There's a, there's a pastor, I won't mention his name just for, for sake of whatever, but he has this rant that he goes on about adolescence. And he says, there's no such thing as adolescence. That's something we've invented yeah. now. Where post-World War yeah, II. post-World War II. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, from the age of 18 to now it's like 30-something. Yeah. insane. You can be an adolescent in your mind and you can have all the benefits of an adult with no responsibility. <laughs> Just talking you know, about that. And, was, and, it's yeah. like, and it's like, that doesn't work. And mm-hmm. so what he said was, what we're what this what this generation suffers from the most 
is they're their own counterparts, meaning, you know, a 15-year-old goes to a 15-year-old for advice. Right. That's not the way it was for thousands of years. That's not the way it is in right. other cultures right. where other cultures, yeah. men take boys and, and they take the boys and they turn them into men. Yep. Women take girls and the, they turn the girls into women. Yep. And right now we're expecting that boys are going to take boys and treat boys into, and our boys are turning into girls because of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we've left, the Bible says a company of fools suffers harm. Yeah. And right now the company that they keep are are fools like themselves? I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not picking on youth. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. I'm not picking on youth, but they're, they're not educated. The I'm just. They're not educated enough to know. I would but, say if you're the smartest person in your group, go find another group. My son and I have had this conversation a number of times when I've been trying to bring correction into the conversation, and he's like, "Dad, you just don't understand me." You know, I my friends understand me, mm-hmm. and I and I said, "Well, you know, it is true that I don't know you in the same way that your friends know you." Mm-hmm. But your friends also don't live with you 24-7, yeah. and they don't have to deal with any of the bad side. They're your friends. They can walk away, or they can take a, a breather. I have to be your dad 24-7. Yeah. You know who else understands yeah. each other? Criminals. They yeah. understand each other. I was just going to say. Inmates just, understand right. one another. Homosexuals understand right. one another. Yeah. You know, there's a, there are a lot of people groups that understand one another. It doesn't mean that the premise for what they believe has any merit, and that's what we have to, you know. Well, it's a matter of wanting to grow. You know, so, right. so your son says, you don't, I've got a son. I've, I've been down that road. And he says, you don't understand me. My friends understand me. That's fine. Your friends, if, if, if just left to your own, neither of you are going to grow. You know, right. again, yeah. I have to be your parent so that you can grow. Yeah. The Bible says train up a child in the way you should go. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I think parents aren't doing nowadays. You know, I relate yeah. it back to when I was a coach and, and I t- coached baseball and they would drop their kids off for, you know, two hours, let's mm-hmm. say. And I'd get, it's the same thing as being a youth pastor. You know, they'll drop them off for a babysitting service is what they treat it like. And they'll yeah. spend, you know, an hour and a half with these kids. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. You don't get every day. You don't get right. that influence every right. day. And and I would tell parents, I said, look, I, I, I'm very proud to say I was on the cutting edge of, you know, because my generation, we didn't get participation trophies. There was no such thing. <laughs> right. So then... My generation became the next generation of coaches, and in my generation of coaches, all of wait, a sudden there was this participation. So you, so you invented participation? No, to, I invented oh. the, the <laughs> kicking back. I wouldn't do it. I had parents no, that would get so mad at me. But listen, I took my own that's money. That's feelings-based. We it that. is. No, yeah. it is, and it's right. illogical. I'm, it's not illogical. Gonna, I'm not going to teach your kid that if they don't put in any effort right. at all, they show up to practice right. late, they don't try at all, they don't go home, and they don't, they don't play catch in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to that, though. Who are they going to play catch with? Should be the parents. Yeah, the parents absolutely. should be the ones who are honing in the skills at home because mm-hmm. two hours a week isn't going to do it. Just like Bible knowledge, you can give me your kids an hour and a half a week, but the rest of the time, when you're on your phone, you're not paying attention to what they're doing. You're not in their business. You're mm-hmm. not. You know, there's something I discovered this past weekend. I know I'm kind of ADD in this, but I'm going somewhere with this. There's something I discovered this past weekend. There was a, a young lady who had never told anybody what her grandfather was doing to her, and. Praise be to God. Um, it was about a year and a half ago. Uh, her grandfather took her down in the bottom of the of the boat, the houseboat, to as she said, "quote unquote," take pictures. Mm. And uh, a neighbor in another another slip was able to see through the window what was happening. When they came up, said, "Is this your?" They went to the parents and they said, "Is that your daughter?" And they said, "Yes." And they said, "We need to tell you what we saw." And the grandfather ended up going to jail. Here's the thing: the parents didn't know it, and it hit me like a bag of bricks. If we were parenting correctly, why don't we have enough of a relationship with our kids to say, "Is somebody touching you incorrectly?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
ask them that question because no. because her parents were there. It wasn't like the parents yeah. weren't around. I'm, one of the things that uh, is the most shocking thing for a lot of our parents to realize is what their kids are in, have seen and are involved in, and they don't know about and it. And they don't know about it. Now, this is, and, and with the advent of the internet, uh, this is really uh, multiplied uh, oh many, gosh, many yeah. times over the things these parents don't know. It's It, it really is. But a they shame. would know if they asked. But, yeah. but here's the thing. Develop that relationship of respect, not mm-hmm. not best friends, because man, my, I was right. good friends with my son growing up. Yeah. but I also took that role of parent mm-hmm. enough yeah. that he respected that. But he could come to me with anything because I, I didn't, you know, from the time he was six months old, we didn't go ooga booga booga booga. Yeah. we talked to him, yeah. you know, and we we <laughs> right. crazy thing. We used logic with him from the day he was born. Yeah, and so logically, when it came time to, I could go to him and ask and say, "What's going on in your life?" and and he would he would tell me because he knew that I wasn't going to freak out mm-hmm. and and take this radical punishment where you know because that's right. all parents know how to do anymore. Right, it's like oh, they find out. Well, they don't even know how to do that. <laughs> well, no, they're not very good at doing I mean, that I, either. I hate to put throw a broad blanket on everything, but. If you're speaking generalities, that is true. I'm amazed at how clueless a lot of our parents are today. Yeah. And I think it's largely because they're so busy trying to too busy. chase the, the yeah. genie, ch- yeah. uh, the American dream. The American dream has become the American nightmare. But yeah, you, you had quoted Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when when he's old, he won't depart won't from it. Depart. But that's, that presupposes a relationship because I think a lot of pastors yeah. make the mistake in, in believing that, that if you raise your kids godly, you know, that they'll raise it, they'll, they'll, they'll go on their own and it'll be godly. But that passage of scripture talks about have such a relationship with them, yes. be so intimate with them, find out what they're bent in life, yep. how God's wired their particular yep. situation, and nurture that. And that presupposes a relationship with them. Think we, about how much our Heavenly Father's involved in our lives. Mm-hmm. When, when we allow Him to, of course, yeah, that's right, a whole other topic. Right. But, but when we, when we allow, it, whether we allow Him to or not, His desire is to be intimate with every detail of mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, And we should have that same relationship with our kids yeah. where our kids feel like we're intimately concerned with their right. lives instead right. of just go over there and, and go do this, go mm-hmm. play, go, go get on the video game, go watch a movie, right. go, leave me alone. Right. It's like that, that needs to stop. Go get babysat by the other digital parents. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, this, the topic of today's uh, discussion is apologetics. And I think if you earn the, the right through a relationship with your kids, uh, to to dialogue, uh, apologetics. They'll sit and listen to. I mean, Absolutely. they are are on the edge of their seat uh, yeah. when it, when you when you know what you're talking about and yep. you can defend the faith. Uh, I mean, you heard in the intro to the program today, Dave. Uh, uh, do you feel that if parents had a handle and taught their kids to have a handle on Christian apologetics, that it could possibly, in the long haul, anyway, make life better for both the parent and the child? And Absolutely. if so, how how so? Absolutely. We, we just uh, were, were at a, a Christian camp last weekend, and these kids who had never been exposed to apologetics, this was their first time, and we, we sat them down four times a day. Most most youth camps, you say you're going to sit kids down four times a day. They're going to say, "No, I'm, I, 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 that's too much." Mm-hmm. We sat them down four times a day and shared apologetics truth with them for an hour at a time. And these kids were on the edge of their seats. Yeah. They're eating it up. Nobody and, believes us. And breakthrough was happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched them go from bumps on a log within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They're opening up because man, they're getting challenged and they're getting engaged. Parents should be doing. I'm, I'm going to give you a good resource. Carl Kirby's ministry called Reasons for Hope. Uh, Reasons for Hope. Look for it. Um, they do an incredible 
incredible series called Debunked, and they're like two-minute little videos. And what Carl's goal is is to make these little videos that you can watch them before you eat dinner, and then as you're sitting down and eating dinner, put all the devices away and talk about what you there just you, watched. That's a great idea. It's, it's, no, it's fantastic, yeah, man. Can, I mean, yeah. and he's got 10 or 12 now, and he's working on 20 more, and, and so, but they're, but they're, they're supposed to be starters. Mm-hmm. But parents, you, you, you want your kids' attention? Man, when you dig into their brains like that with apologetics, mm-hmm. man, they're going to give you their undivided attention. I used mm-hmm. to I used to carry magic tricks with me, and I would do a magic trick to get the kids' attention. And and then I was like, okay, well, I've got their attention now. I can tell them anything. And I'd hold another thing that I would never do anything with it, but they were thinking, you know, he might do another trick. And I realized, man, apologetics, you don't need a magic trick. You start no, talking about it, exactly these right. kids are hungry for it. I think we're wired as human beings uh, for it. I, I need to press the mute button for just a moment on all of this because we need to take a break. All right. If, if I may, gentlemen. Killjoy. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking today with uh, Dave Glander. His curriculum, by the way, that we mentioned last time, I want to mention it again this time, is Faith Survival Guide, and we'll tell you how to find out more about that and all of what we've been talking about uh, at the end of today's program. I do want to mention Reason for Hope. I was looking that up. You might inadvertently type R, the numeral for H.org. That's a different site. You want <laughs> R and then the word F-O-R-H, reasonforhope.org. Anyway, you're listening to Licensed to Parent. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back with more conversation with Dave Glander right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media-Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. You're 
You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. And again, you'll find us and many of our past conversations online at licensedtoparent.org. So if you've got a, a friend, a, a fellow parent who perhaps could benefit from some of what we talk about here, please direct them to the site as well, and they can hear this and past conversations. And our guest today on Licensed to Parent is a repeat offender. His name is Dave Glander. He has been with us before, in fact, a couple of months back when we had what we're calling part one of this conversation. It's probably one that's got about 40 parts, uh, talking about apologetics-based instruction for our kids, getting our kids uh, to a point where they're able to defend what they believe and know what they believe and why they mm-hmm. believe it. So, uh, Dave, we were talking during the break, where we often have many of our great conversations, <laughs> uh, briefly about uh, the fact that there are a number of, of websites that that want to debunk Christianity, that want to say Christ isn't who he said he was, and the, and the Bible is for losers and this sort of thing. And they've got all these arguments against having faith in Christ. And we were asking you, you know, what what do parents do to guard their kids from misinformation? And you said a very great thing. You said, watch it with them. Watch it with them. I I, I would never stop anybody from watching something that I would call enemy territory. Mm-hmm. Know, know the playbook of your enemy and you'll win every time. The thing is, is here's what you do. You go and you watch it. And, and let's just say in an ideal situation, the parent sits with their children and they watch it, right? It's like, great. Now, here's here's the ticket. Now, go and try and unpack what they said. It, it, go right. and either try and A, prove it, or B, disprove it. And, and because you're going to find out. Like, you know, I love when I get these people online who will, Jesus never existed. Okay, that's a great statement. And boy, if if they're right, Christian, we, we got a problem, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go and look at that, though. And it's not going to take you very long to figure out that there are ancient resources dating back to the first century from first century historians that filled in all the gaps to the point where you could throw the Bible away and realize exactly who he was, that he was killed by Pontius Pilate, that he mm-hmm. was crucified, that his believers raised, believe he raised from the dead, and all. You can find it in everything you need to know. So the statement on yeah. um, you know, xchristian.com or something like that, the statement, Jesus never existed, go try and prove that statement to be true. I just, right. I just honestly believe if you go looking for the truth, you'll find it. My, my concern is that most kids aren't looking for the truth. It's, oh, no, it's, they're not looking for the, the truth at it's all. It's the hypocrisy of the it's church. It's way is too say. easy to say God's not I there. Wanna, matter of fact, they want to find the loopholes out of Christianity yeah. so they can be freed to live their own carnal uh, lives. And, and we're not trying to offend anybody here. No. Uh, but the truth can be offensive sometimes. Yeah. And, the truth know, ought to be offensive. Yeah, and Pro, you know, Proverbs, uh, I think, 27.6, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Yeah. It's the enemy that multiplies kisses. Kiss the enemy, yeah. We're trying to tell you, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're laying out, Laying this, these things out straight, uh, folks. Uh, what you do with it is up to you. But uh, uh, if well, I want to, I want to encourage you. You can do it. That's, absolutely, that's the thing. you can, can do it. And you might find a, a tremendous uh, interest in it yourself absolutely. once you get rolling. Yeah, I, I set out to study apologetics to prove my atheist brother wrong in order mm-hmm. to that he. And in the process of trying to prove him wrong, my faith has been increased to the point where, man, like Frank Turk said, yeah. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Yeah, yeah. and well, you, Josh McDowell, Lee Strobel, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, C.S. Lewis, and others yep. who have genuinely sought, uh, uh, made it their mission to yep. uh, debunk the Bible, ended up being some of the greatest uh, Bible scholars on the, yep. on the, in the history of the planet. That's true. But uh, our faith really does hinge on the reliability, the inerrancy of, of Scripture. Yeah. What does inerrancy actually mean? 
inerrancy to mean means that you can open up the word and you can trust it. Um, you're going to find a lot of uh, a lot of people will say there's contradictions in the Bible. I, I'm not one who goes there because every time I've tried to seek out a contradiction, what ends up being is a misunderstanding on my part mm-hmm. of the cultural application at the time or a geographical location at the time or there was three angels and, and one gospel and only one and the other. So they're contra- that's not a contradiction. If I said there's three angels, and you said there's one angel, does it negate the fact that there was an angel there? So yeah. that's, that's not a contradiction. I you can know? tell you this. As but, a, but but kids will go on Google, they'll, they'll read that, right. they'll never research it, and, yeah. and then that's the end of it. And I can tell you this as a policeman. I used to take accident reports all the time, and I would get five witnesses to an accident, and all their their uh, their stories were different, yeah. but yes. together they all made sense no, because they were watch. One was watching from the north side of the street. One was watching with a tree blocking the you know the uh, one situation. But they put together, it, it all made sense. Well, think about this: if all four gospels said the exact same thing, that would be suspicious. That would be suspicious because then they would say, "Well, one just copied the other, copied the other, copied the other, copied the other." Mm-hmm. But they want their they want their cake and not eat it too. Or I don't know what they want out of the thing because since they don't all say the exact same thing, there's mm-hmm. contradictions. If they did say the right. same thing, the bottom line. Line is is it's a hard issue that you don't want to understand yeah, it. That's true. No, that is exactly right. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles to kids refusing to accept the Bible as the authoritative word of God is the issue of suffering. Uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, I actually love that um, that that topic. I saw a shirt that said, um, "Dear God, why do you allow violence in schools?" Signed, concerned student, and then underneath it, it said, "Dear concerned student, I'm not allowed in schools." Signed, God. Yeah. And that and that's really the truth of it. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the 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 fact that evil exists must mean that there's a good standard that's can be measured against because if if there's not a good standard to be measured against how do you know something to be evil the fact that evil exists is very simple if God's not in the city, that's, that's the thing that we told that girl over the weekend. I said, look, and, and actually it wasn't me. It was another girl that I, I minister with who, who was able to tell her God's will was not for that to happen to you. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is your grandfather did not have God in the mix. Yeah. And so that suffering isn't God's crying more than we are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not sure. like he's sitting up there going, oh, well, sorry that happened. No, he's mm-hmm. sobbing over it. He would have wanted that person to have had him in their lives, which is why we need to do a better job of getting the gospel out there sure. because the gospel is the only thing that can change a human's heart to not molest a child. Right. You know right. what I mean? Without right. God, it's, it, you know, right. it, all bets are off. There is no morality. Yeah. We've been talking today on Licensed to Parent with author, speaker, and curator of an interesting Bible museum uh, and apologist. Don't want to leave that out. Dave Glander. Uh, I mentioned earlier a uh, a uh, curriculum that he's put together called the Faith Survival Guide. We actually mentioned that and talked about that more in the first program with Dave a couple of months ago. But you can find out more about that and all that Dave is up to on his website, truthministries.tv. And I also mentioned the Equip Retreat, which is an apologetics-based youth summer camp. Uh, Dave, I know Equip 2018 is happening June 17th through the 22nd of this year. Uh, give us a, a quick sum up of what uh, kids could find here. Well, this camp is different. You're going to send your kids there, and they're going to have the time of their life with zip line and rock walls and volleyball and pool and all canoes and, and all that, all, all the bells and whistles of camp. 
but they're going to come home completely changed because they're going to sit through 18 sessions in six days of apologetics teachings, and you're going to think they won't do that? Oh, I guarantee you, these kids, when the session ends, they want to stay for questions. Instead of going and ziplining, they want to talk more about what was discussed, and it's <laughs> it's uh, it's equipretreat.org. You can go on there. Registration is open, and space is very limited on purpose. Excellent. Dave, thanks so much for being Thank here Thank you again. for having Thank me. You, sir. I appreciate it. And this is Licensed to Parent, wrapping up another broadcast. Uh, this is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Again, you'll find us online at licensedparent.org. Now, we produce this program to do our best to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with uh, troubled teens day after day in our hopes that you and your family can avoid some of this heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your teen. As always, if you can help our work financially, and we hope that you will, please click the donate button at the top of the page at licensedparent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill Academy and can help less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing, and unfortunately, the need is great. Again, click the donate button when you visit licensedparent.org, and thanks in advance. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trey Simbry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.